High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. It's time for the Hook Health Checkup in the company of my favourite general practitioner, Dr. Kira Kelly. Uh, Dr. Kelly, welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, George. First question is, Dr. Kira Kelly was up at four o'clock this morning, <laughs> presented breakfast, is still in high noon at half past one. How does she do it? The money. <laughs> if only the coffee <laughs> is closer to the truth. All right. There's a few of these questions that are very interesting. Um uh, which I think I can help with. Go on. Can women get gout? And if so, what's the treatment? Yes, women can, of course, get gout. But you don't hear them talk about it. Is that it, because they're braver or they don't get it? Yes, they're much braver. They have a much higher pain threshold and they don't whine. No money messing. Uh, no, it is actually more common in men, but women do get it too. And the treatment is the exact same. The treatment yeah. is allopurinol or if you have a flare-up anti-inflammatories. Uh, it's also maybe looking at your diet and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, gout is just a high uric acid level. And then you get these little kind of deposits in, in the, the, the joints that become incredibly painful, as you know yourself, George. It's called a monoarthritis because basically your knee blows up or your big toe blows up. or, or Principally your big toe. That's why there are great pictures from the era of like George the first, the second or third, that kind of time. Yep. And you have these great big fat fellas with red noses and their foot is up on a on a duvet, or not duvet, what do you call it? A poof. Uh, yeah. poof yeah. And their foot is wrapped in bandages. As they, as they quaff port and eat venison <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. same time, yes. But, but now, you just have to take, like I take, I've been taking Alipur every day for I don't know how long and I haven't had an attack, you know. But if you do have an attack, you shouldn't suffer anymore. No, I, I, I look, it's treatable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you need to be on the right dose of allopurinol. Um, you do, you should look at your diet as well. I always think you should do what you can without medicine too. Um, and then obviously if you get in tech, we should treat you. All right. This is a really interesting question because I actually kind of want to ask part of the question as well. Go on. No, it's true. I am a man in my 30s. Very weak bladder. Have started to suffer the ultimate humiliation of losing control. Went to GP about three months ago. I'm on tablets, but no change. What the heck can I do? It's mortifying, right? Now, at 76, this is a daily occurrence because, of course, it's your prostate pushing on your bladder. And, like, the number of times I've had to take, genuinely, take my trousers to the cleaners because I've lost control. Yeah, I know, I know. Right? Point one. But 30s is a bit early to have it. But he mentions tablets. I remember going to a urologist, which is a fellow who looks after your system down there, and he said you can get these tablets. Well, stop it. Yeah, there are tablets that um, affect the muscle, that the sphincter muscle that controls the outflow from the bladder. And you can get tablets that affect that. And they work for some people. He, he says that he's on tablets. That's what I'm and he's worrying. Not, yeah, he's not getting anywhere. Now... There's more than one set of tablets and one type of tablets in our arsenal to treat this kind of thing. And also there are other things too, George, that people get. People get um, things like Botox injections that would help with what? things like... Yeah, to help with... What your, about wearing... This is a serious question. What wearing, about wearing nappies? Ah, uh, here, when you're 30, 
as a bloke, that's horrendous. Well, it's a bit tricky, like when you meet some fabulous well, boys at the bar. No, no but it is. And you know what? We don't yeah. want we don't want to condemn them to that because it's one thing about wearing you know pads and things when you're older and maybe you're not yeah. out there, as you say, in the in the sexual mix. But the social mix, but social and sexual mix. But I don't think that you want that when you're thirty odd no, years old. Right, there okay. are injections, and there are also possibly surgical solutions to this all too. Right. He needs to go back. I don't think he should be putting up with it. And I do see this as a big issue for the poor right. lad. I'm sure he's mortified. Well, he's going to the wrong place for advice. Well, he needs to go back for... No, he's going to his GP. Yeah, but he needs to go and see a urologist. No, yeah. yeah, correct. He's paying his GP 60 quid. For 120 quid, he get the best urologist in town and your man would fix it. If only Mickey Butler had reti- hadn't retired, uh, he would have Did fixed Did you have a urologist called Mickey Butler? Yes. <laughs> Okay, moving swiftly along, George. <laughs> Only you would have made that connection. Yeah, it's shame that Mickey's retired. Only me. He was great. Now, what about the female who's getting swollen ankles and thinks it's heat-related? Sure, it has nothing to do with the heat. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. When, um, when we're warm, our peripheral blood vessels open up in the heat. So so the small blood vessels, the little tiny uh, capillaries uh, and uh, all these little tiny blood vessels, they open up wider. So more fluid kind of flows into our peripheries. But then not always do we have the capacity to get it back the way we want to. So people's feet do swell, George, right. in, in hot Hold countries and all that. I'm prepared to pay you today, right? Are you, are you now? Be, yeah, well, you don't have to prove it by using big words like peripheries and in all your extremities is a better no, word. But you sorry, could just simply say that the reason your feet swell on why do your feet swell on an airplane? Everybody's feet swells in an airplane. Yes, you take your shoes off going to New York, you get to New York, lands, the captain says, now nah, we're, we're here, and you can't get your shoes back yeah. on. It's because there are circulation issues. Yeah, I mean. Okay, it may That's well be. That's to do with easy. pressure in the cabin. But, but she has to think that it may also be circulation related. It may be, but it could be that when she's no longer in, in the heat or wherever she is, that, that, that this all settles down. It's just as a response to being somewhere right. warm. But yes, and, and how, how would you get this done? You'd go to see a vascular guy, That's what you, or a woman. Well, that's what I'm yeah. suggesting. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't go to a vascular woman. Some very good vascular women. Oh, no, your man Sean O'Neill, who can hit a driver 248 yards, can fix up your vascular problems in a heartbeat. Mary Barry in St. Vincent's Hospital, a very fine vascular <laughs> surgeon she, she hit is. The ball I'd say too. she could put a club <laughs> around right. the side of your head. Now, I'm going to his one. There was one about a kid here, and I'm really upset. Oh, yeah. How, to get, how do I get through to a 16-year-old, listener says? The 16-year-old has an asthma. But how can the parents say, listen, smoking is part of the problem because the 16-year-old goes out and buys a packet of fags? I'm really glad you asked me this question because I've spent years, obviously, as, as, a, as a doctor trying to talk to teenagers about yeah. things like smoking. And let me tell you, you say, oh, your chest, your heart, your lungs, all this, and they yeah. don't give a hoot. And I don't even say it to them almost anymore. Do you know what I say to them? I say, your breath will smell bad. You'll get spots. You'll get extra wrinkles if they're if they're a girl. I I go after their skin and things that affect their looks because it's the only way I can actually get through to them. Can I take it all back? You're <laughs> worth the money. You're worth the money. That's what Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. To talk to a sixteen year old about dying of cancer when he's eighty 
has nothing. Do you know what my father said to me? I had a cigarette in the back row of the Savoy Cinema when I was 14, right? And by the time I got back, Cork is so small, yeah. by the time I got home, my father knew I'd been smoking <laughs> in the cinema, right? Did he say, you're going to get cancer or whatever? No, he didn't. He said... Are you trying to get on uh, the JCT? I am. Well, this could affect your yeah. stamina, you yeah. know? The other thing is he didn't say it, but he mentioned in passing because he knew when I was having a fag, I was holding the hand of Mary Jones from St. Angeles, right? He said to me, he said, exactly what you said, your breath will smell. Yeah. I never had a cigarette again. Yeah. Never. I think you have to pitch your health information in a slightly manipulative way, and yeah. I, and I mean that in in, yeah. in the best interest for people. But but I I do I say you're going to get spots, your breath will smell, you get wrinkles, your teeth will go yellow. No girl I say those Leverkusen. things. I say those things yeah. because if I say lung cancer and asthma, they won't care. Yeah. Now what about Jared Monahan, right? He's due a hip replacement in 10 years, right? Health services here have not mentioned stem cell treatment. Is the medical service here behind the times or not? Well, it is in some ways, but to be honest now, hip You wouldn't recommend stem cell... No, no, no listen, no. stem cell treatment is going to be huge. It is. It's going to treat Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and when, diabetes when, and cystic fibrosis yeah, and all those I'm things. When I'm gone and yes. you're presenting it's, this programme from... It's going to be the future. There'll be stem but, cells. But for stem. a very long time to come, knee replacements and hip replacements and yeah. all that will be actually physical surgery, so they put in one. And I would suggest, he's saying he's due one in 10 years. That means either he's moderately arthritic now or he already has one that he knows is going to wear out in 10 years. I, I wouldn't be worrying too much about it, Jaron Monaghan. I was talking to a fellow at the weekend uh, on the 14th tee and he got a, a knee 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. And when they told him, he got two knees, they told him it had about a 15-year life. Yeah. That's what I mean. He might be saying, oh, I've had my hip replacement yeah. for five years. I'm due one in 10. Okay. You, it is a bit variable. You know, I've seen people get 20 and 25 years out of a, out of a joint replacement. So it is a bit variable. Um, but I would suggest, yes, that stem cell is not first line at all here for joint replacement. Now, some questions I treat with utter disdain. <laughs> you do. Right? Because Many they, questions, because I would suggest. Because they deserve it. Some bring out the very best in you. You're extraordinarily talented as a general practitioner. Uh, some show your knowledge. Uh, this one, I am uh, worried. When somebody says worried sick, you can't treat the question with anything but seriousness, right? Mm-hmm. I've been diagnosed with latent TB, listener says. Worried sick. Yeah. What's that? Well, what it is, is is that they've probably had a chest x-ray or something. And maybe they've seen a scar or a, or a little opacity or they've seen some kind of a, a lesion on the chest x-ray. That's my, my guess. Latent TB isn't active TB, so I, I doubt they have an active infection at the moment. And to be honest... Ireland had a huge TB problem, it doesn't now, but it did back in the day, as, as we, we know, we had all those TB kind of uh, sanatoriums all around the country, like uh, P-Mount and places like that that people were in. And a huge amount of people had TB back in the day. And there will be scars on those people's lungs, and yet they're well and it's causing them no problems now. Unless it's active TB, and unless I'm misunderstanding the question, I would suggest not to worry too much about it. I wouldn't be worrying myself sick about it. I would be thinking, I'm well now, I'm fine. And I, I wouldn't really uh, overly dwell on it, to be honest. But, but isn't there a second question here, though? Diagnosed with latent TB. Somebody said to the listener, you have latent TB. Should they not have, as part of saying you have latent TB, should they not have said, no, here, 
you have it. it. But don't worry. Yeah. Instead of which, the person leaves the surgery, the x-ray unit or whatever the heck it is, worried sick. No, you're absolutely right. And, I, and I'm, I'm constantly made aware by patients when they come in to me, for example, and they feed back to me something another doctor has said, which I understand from what the doctor has said, what they've fed back to me, that the doctor meant it in an absolutely straight up, matter of fact, no problem kind of a way. But their interpretation and their reaction yeah. to it is one of horror and shock and all that kind of stuff. Um, we do need to be very careful of our words around patients and, and around how we discuss yeah. things like health because we, we, we do upset people and we sometimes have no idea that we have. 53106, number for your health questions to Kira Kelly, who has me as her assistant. Now, have you noticed... My talented assistant. Well, have you noticed I've been interrupting you at all as the questions have got serious. I've lapsed into my sort of quiet... Oh, r- uh, oh, is, oh is the yeah. word, yeah. Uh, here's another one where I'm, I don't know whether I'm going to be quiet or not. <laughs> 45-year-old female? Yes. Occasionally very strong darting pains right front of groin where it meets upper legs. More often seated and standing. Only lasts a few seconds, but stops me in my tracks. Yeah. I, I, Nothing, surely. Well... Are you worried about... I, I'm question. not massively worried. I'm not massively worried. I mean, there well, are things that are not nice that cause shooting pains, but let's not go there. I know you don't like when I do that. I don't. What I think is more likely here is one of two things. And, you know, it is a guesstimate, but I think one of two things. One is potentially this lady has a trapped nerve that uh, is maybe a branch of a nerve coming off her lower back or a branch of the pedendal nerve or something, that she's a nerve that she's trapping when she moves from sitting to, sitting to standing or when she's positioned in a certain way. And that's why it's darting and severe and it's stopping her in her tracks. The other thing that is possible is that she has a start possibly of a femoral hernia where she has, you, you're probably familiar, George, the kind of hernias men mostly get are those groin hernias, which are inguinal hernias. A femoral hernia is slightly different where, where what's herniating is actually going down the femoral canal. It's more common in women. And if she has something herniating and getting pinched, All that right. would give you a severe what's pain. What's wrong with that question? Uh, I'll tell you what. Go on, do please. She's asking us. I know. Nowhere in the question does she say, I went to my doctor. If she's worried about a pain shooting down her groin, she should be going to the doctor. Otherwise, like if I went to the doctor, every time I got a shooting pain, I'd have a permanent appointment. (laughs) Like shooting pains by and large, are part and parcel of the body. Yeah, but she's only 45. 45 doesn't matter. How do we know she didn't play hockey or tennis or, you know, something else? Uh, my my guess is that she has a trapped nerve. Um, I'm not, yeah. an, I, I can't prove that, obviously, but I would suggest that what she maybe needs is to go, as you say, and be examined by somebody and she may need right. a little scan. Okay. There's two questions now which I'm really kind of upset about. Okay. First one, 11-year-old has calvi pen for tonsillitis. The only problem with the calvi pen is that the, the child gets nauseous all the time. Now they're given they're given they can't get the temperature regulated. I mean Okay. What are you going to do? Calvapen wants to know. Calvapen's an antibiotic for tonsillitis, and it's right. the appropriate antibiotic. It's penicillin for, for antibiotics. What what she says is she's nauseous, nauseated all the time with the temperature. So what can I do? What that is when you have a fever, you will often feel nauseated, and people will often throw up when they have a fever as well. It's, it's a response to the fever. So what she really needs to do is get this fever down. Okay, from the age of twelve, you can use full 
doses of adult medications, which wouldn't be 500 milligrams of paracetamol. It would be one gram of paracetamol. Now, I don't know how big this 11-year-old is, but they're, if they're approximating a, the size of a small adult, you can probably use one gram there too. And if you've got somebody nauseated with a temperature, you can give them... Um, suppositories rather than oral medication. All right. Can I ask a stupid question? Go on. If Can you get tonsillitis if you had your tonsils out? No, you can't get tonsillitis. Well, should you, you not can get still, your tonsils out? You can out still get out, sore throats. Should um, you not get your tonsils out if, they, if the child is tonsillitis? We wouldn't no? recommend someone getting their tonsils out unless they've had recurrent tonsillitis, George. And I'm talking about like seven okay. times a year kind of thing. Like okay. they're having it constantly. Okay. Do you know what so I mean? So what you're saying to Claude is should get be the temperature at, down at, at, by increasing the medication. Probably increasing the medication or using suppositories if, if the kid is, is nauseated and puking or whatever, getting sick, you know. And you can get... <clears throat> I'd be I pro- tell you, if, if somebody gave me a stuffed a suppository up the appropriate place, I'd feel nauseous. All I'm saying is you can get paracetamol and you can get... Not ibuprofen. my idea of sport. I, I'd pro- it's not about sport. It's not all about sport, Hook. It's not all about sport. No, um, but you know, I mean, 11-year-olds. Ibuprofen I mean, or paracetamol suppositories. I'm opposed to doing things like suppositories with 11-year-olds. Well, sometimes needs must. Because sometimes children don't understand why that's oh, happening. Oh, I would suggest an 11-year-old would understand far better well, no, than a 4-year-old. It worries them. That's all I'm concerned about. I think about. you just explain. You have no idea how an 11-year-old feels. You were never, never an 11-year-old. I was an 11-year-old more recently than you. And but I, not you wonder. In oh, France, yeah, they I love did. suppositories. Everyone takes suppositories all the time in France. They're, they're mad for them. Are they? Do text us, French people, if I'm, if I'm wrong about that. 53106. Are you serious? <laughs> I should have gone to France more often on my holidays. This one I'm really worried about. 33, trying to conceive for eight months, notices irregularities in the cycle and how she's been referred to a fertility clinic. It's all stressful. Isn't this the most stressful thing That's huge. that can happen to, to people like a married couple isn't yeah. that right well it's I mean there are other very stressful things too but no but this is this I is can't even yeah, yeah, imagine it no it this. is very stressful a, a, a few things there's a, there's a lot in this she says she's been trying for eight months and, yeah. and she wants to go to first of all it's people who are perfectly normal have, have perfectly normal fertility can take up to a year to conceive with nothing wrong with them so we try to get people not to worry before 12 months I conceived the first time every time every time those three times um, it, no but it's, it, I'm just saying it in the concept well, of somebody like me and Ingrid never had an issue yes. with this, so therefore but, we're but, like but, 90% but, of people well, who no, don't have to worry but, but, but you, well, no, well not 90% because about 1 in 5 or 1 in 6 couples have an issue oh, but, really? well, yeah, and, and up to a year is considered normal particularly at 33 so I would say as a first thing dial down the stress love dial it down don't be worrying it's perfectly normal to take 8 months it takes loads of people 8 months ratcheting up your stress when you don't even know you have a problem is kind of madness okay Okay, so that's the first thing so don't don't do that second thing is this there's something in this where she says I I don't know about going to a fertility clinic I want to go to a gynecologist I don't know but I want to be checked first before my husband it sounds to me like there's communication difficulties between herself and her husband she doesn't want to ask him to get checked for some reason I don't know why but the reality of it is this is problems with fertility tend to be about 50-50 do you know what I mean they don't tend to be can I just sort you out for a minute go on because there are times really when you lose the plot what right and this is one of them okay what? No woman in her right mind, except possibly you, 
would go to her husband and say, listen, your gadget isn't working and it's all your fault that we can't have a child. Oh, good go Lord. and get oh, tested. Oh, good Lord, George. No no woman in a ro- talks like that. Anyway, but your, that's... Your the, gadget No, isn't. but the man in his head. See, this, this, this strikes... If you strike at manhood, this is very important. I'm taking this question eminently seriously now. Oh, so, I'm not am, I, well, so am I. I'm not joking. You strike when you strike at, at a man's manhood, right? Okay. Then he has a huge problem. There isn't a man on land who psychologically finds that very difficult. Do you know how women respond to the idea of being? I'm going to use this word deliberately. Barren. It, yeah. it fundamentally undermines their, yeah. their feeling of womanhood. This is this why is this question is so important. That's All what right. I'm saying. But the reality of it is it's 50-50, the split between who okay. has the issue. But you, they both need okay. to be checked. But do you know who's a great guy, using guy in a multi-gender yes. way here? Go on, go on. Right? Yeah, yeah. Not GP. Not the fertility clinic. Some gynecologists are actually Brilliant. Oh yeah, loads of them. Right. Are. No, I mean some, some like 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 any profession. Some, but some are better in 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 dealing with difficult cases. It, it has been my experience, right? Because I have daughters yeah, and yeah, all yeah, sorts yeah, of yeah. stuff. It's been my experience. And I remember a fella who who was incredibly difficult as a rugby player, but wasn't a bad gynecologist. Peter Boylan. Oh, Peter Boylan's amazing. He had a great skill with women. Yes, he does. In terms of having babies, right? So. He's retired, so we can't recommend him. But but you find a gynecologist that you can empathise with, Mrs. Is is my. I, I would actually say this: the first thing you do is you stop worrying because you've only yeah. been trying for a relatively short yeah. period of time. And if a year goes by and you still are having issues, I would suggest that you and your partner sit down and have a mature conversation okay. that involves around both of you. Have, and I'll tell you why both of you, George, because if it is the problem is with the partner, him being investigated producing a semen sample right. is a lot easier than what Mrs. here is going to have to go through. So it's ridiculous to say he should be protected from I, giving no, a semen sample while she has to have a laparoscopy, you know, have to have yeah. a general anaesthetic. This is nonsense and I don't care about his manhood really. That's just... I know you don't. That's just I know bunkum. you don't. I know, I know you don't care about men's manhood. I know that. Well, I, don't I understand don't think it's more that. important than women's womanhood. But, but there is an important point here also, can I finally say? Go on. This fertility treatment like is no magic bullet. No, it's this not. This can cost an enormous amount of money. Because they turn around and say, oh, sorry, first time didn't work. Let's have another one. That's not a few grand. I know. You can, be, be, couples have, I know couples who have spent enormous amounts of money to have a child. Now, some have been lucky and had a child, but have spent enormous amounts of money. There is an old wives' tale, and I know you don't like old wives' tales for, for, for things. It's an almost certain cure. Is this every... burying a potato or something? Is no, it? no. Adopt. Because as soon as you... As soon as people adopt a child, wife gets pregnant. That actually is true, but, but it's I very know. hard to adopt. Uh, uh, um, and and no, I'm not sure that, that the adoption no. agencies approve of adoption as a form of getting pregnant. But here's the thing. But there, you know is, what? there is uh, My real advice to you is stop worrying. It's only I eight months. That. And I you know what? That. Get a few ovulation sticks. You, maybe, your, maybe your cycle is not... Some people are having sex on day 10, but they're ovulating on day 17 and they're missing the window. Oh, Listen, this is terribly important. Yes. Right. 
I think uh, this, I did this ovulation testing thing and we had a calendar on the wall, right? And we took, temp- Ingrid took her temperature every day and, and the calendar on the wall. So when it came to day 17, she blew a whistle. I came hurtling up the stairs at 30 miles an hour to do my duty. And it worked. I'm glad you mentioned the ovulation thing. That's terribly important. Well, no, it is, particularly because this lady said that she has an irregular cycle. Calendar, well, whistle, <laughs> up the stairs. <laughs> Actually, there's now, there's now sticks you can wee on. But yes, calendars right, and whistles. Okay. Calendars right. and whistles. <laughs> it worked. I'm in favour of anything that works. Yeah, well, so am I. Right. Dr. Kerry Kelly, Greystone's finest, who is the only person I know who can get up at four o'clock in the morning and still give me a psychological beating <laughs> at half past one in the afternoon. Your questions to 53106. It's the Hook Health Checkup.